Haley. Catherine. Do you know how we got our podcast started so fast? How? We use the Anchor app. What's the Anchor app? Well, it's a really cool app. It's completely free and it'll distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Wow, it literally does all the work for you pretty much. Basically. For free? And yeah, and you can make money on your podcast. It's free. It's completely free. Anything you need to make your podcast will be all on Anchor. Wow. I'm more dependable than anyone in my life, so... I mean, (laughs) you said it. (laughs) Um, So if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Thanks. Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Everybody knows that true crime can be a real buzz killer. So why not pair it with a nice glass of wine? Join us, Macy and Nicole, the hosts of Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast, as we drink our way through new bottles of wine every week while navigating true crime cases, conspiracy theories, and even some spooky haunts. The deep dives are kept light with banter and personal tales, and even the occasional boozy hiccup. Listeners are encouraged to grab a drink of any kind and tune in every Sunday as we tell the tales of the wicked that plague this world. Buzzkillers can be streamed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you like to listen. Check out our website, www.buzzkillerspodcast.com, for more information. What's up, you guys? <laughs> Dang, only one try. We ain't even rusty. <laughs> Been, what, two weeks? A week? No. Two weeks. Two yeah. weeks. And I didn't see you last week. Yeah. Two weeks since we've said, hey, what's up, you guys? Uh, <laughs> and that was the best one we ever did. Seriously. I guess we need a break from each other is what this is saying. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. I hated it. I hated it so much. You hated even saying it. Yeah, I was just like immediate regret after it came out of my mouth. Welcome back, Haley. Yay. Welcome thank back, you. Catherine. <laughs> Welcomes back self. Yeah. Uh, my name is Catherine. And my name is Haley. And <laughs> Or chaos, as Catherine likes to call me. Or chaos, and we are Saturdays for the Ghouls, a Podmoth podcast. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> How are you doing, Haley? How's how's the life? How's the spooky life? I was like, do you really want to know? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, Ugh. do you want the honest answer? Or I mean, truth is, I am doing better. That's good. So, but I almost died. <laughs> like, legitly. And, yeah. So, now I'm here. On a bunch of antibiotics. <laughs> you got the, the popping pills. Yeah. Popping <laughs> poppin them pills. Popping them antibodies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well... 
We are glad you're back. Yay. I'm glad so- to be back. <laughs> Sometimes life throws us some curveballs. So it is <laughs> true crime week. <laughs> How do you roll into like <laughs> so today we're talking about <laughs> I almost died. So anyway, so, anyway, true crime week. <laughs> what what we're really here for? What we really care about? The spooks. <laughs> I was pretty spooked. I'm glad that you're still here. Thank you, <laughs> Catherine. What if I died? I don't know what I do. <laughs> like, like that's just crazy to think about because like I'm just like I I almost died. I literally have no other friends. You are not allowed to die. <laughs> <laughs> that, see, that's what that's what that's the what world kept, that's, that's what kept you going. <laughs> yeah, that's what the universe said. It was just like Catherine is lonely. Do not die. <laughs> you can't leave her, <laughs> or her villain story really, really, really will start. Her origin story, yeah. her, your villain origin story, be like yes. my best friend died. <laughs> That's how this started. <laughs> Back in the day, my best friend died. And then... <laughs> then I decided to be a nuisance. <laughs> then <Be> a villain. <laughs> it all went downhill from there. <laughs> uh, that would be my villain origin story. Yeah, no, we have to stay alive for each other. <laughs> be like, life wasn't fair. Took the most important person in my life from me. <laughs> Just like wheeze. It's really funny. Wheeze. <laughs> Coming 2023. <laughs> life wasn't fair, so I'm not fair to life. <laughs> life was good. Until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. Just bah, bah, bah. Beautiful picture of like us, and then it's like flashes to like neg- the negative mode where it's black and white <laughs> a dateline NBC like <laughs> documentary <laughs> okay well spooky babes <laughs> it's true crime week my favorite week cause I don't get to I don't have to do shit you but do listen shit. to a story exactly so the story goes I'm gonna give you a quick little brief synopsis oh whoo a little brief synopsis it's gonna be happy sad sadder sadder happy happy funny funny sad funny and then heartfelt (laughs) okay (laughs) all right i'm gonna explain something how i feel okay so Catherine doesn't tell me anything at all the name or any like concept of what <laughs> true crime this is and i was like okay you don't have to tell me the name but i was asking for the like what it is is it like a murder kidnapping whatever and i asked her and i was like first thing that came out of my mouth i was like okay is it a kidnapping she's like yes and i was like oh my god <laughs> i got it <laughs> i got it for first try okay anyway i'm smart and let's go okay so kidnapping of <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> And, 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 we'll take it back a little further okay. before we get to the sorry, kidnapping. Sorry, sorry. Oh. <laughs> sorry. I'm taking away your spotlight. Oh, you're so, here. We're taking it back to July 15, 1976. In 
Chowchilla, California. Chowchilla. 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 <laughs> sounds like you're like, chow. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there was a grand old yellow school bus oh. traveling down the highway, down a country road. I need you to reel it I'm in sorry. like just a second so I can get out part of the story <laughs> that we can react. <laughs> <laughs> there was an old yellow school bus traveling down a country road mm-hmm. on their way back from a swimming outing or a swimming field trip. Oh, I hated those, but yeah. I loved them at the, at the fairgrounds. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Um, on the bus... There were 26 children, students, at Dairyland Elementary School. Too many. And there were 19 girls and 7 boys. And then there was Edward Ray, who was the school bus driver, and he was 55 years old. Uh, The students were from ages 5 to 14. That's quite a big gap. Yeah. Around 4 p.m., Three men with nylon masks hijacked the bus. The hijackers drove the bus to a dry riverbed hidden by tree brush, and the three men moved the children and the bus driver from the bus into a van, and they made them jump so they wouldn't make any feet footprints. So they would have to they had to hop from like the back of the bus. Into a van. van. They they separated them into two separate vans. I was about to say, there's no van big enough for all them damn people. <laughs> you take all the seats um, out of the I van. I mean, I guess if you sh- clown car that shit. Right. <laughs> the vans, there were bunches of pictures of them. They were kind of compared to jail cells. So inside, there was wood paneling from like floor to ceiling and... um all around and all of the windows were painted black so no one could see in or out there was no ventilation no water no food no restroom it's a van so that that wouldn't normally be on there or any lights so the men drove the 26 children and the bus driver around in circles for um, over 12 hours and I don't know if it was necessarily they drove in circles or they were they were driving someplace that took 12 hours to get to, but they were still in California and they weren't that far from home. So I think they drove quite a while. <laughs> so they... <clears throat> sorry. They took them 100 miles away to Livermore, California. All of the kids and the drivers were removed... The and the driver was removed from the van and they were sent down into a manhole to an underground bunker that these three men have made. The bunker was actually an old like trailer, like a truck trailer. So like the big semi trucks, mm-hmm. those like big trailers. Yeah. Um <clears throat> that the three men had buried twelve feet underground. And if you thought the van was bad, this place was even worse. Like, obviously. <laughs> uh, the wheel wells of the of the truck were turned into restrooms. So you just had to, like, pee into, the, like, the wheel well of the truck. 
And there was water, cereal, peanut butter, and bread. Um, and then there were two pipes for ventilation. And the all, all of them were underground for 12 hours. At that point, though, the roof of the truck started caving into the inside into the truck because oh. it's 12 feet underground. <laughs> it's 12 feet underground, too. What yeah. is with the 12? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. They all kind of figured it was life or death, regardless of if they tried to get out or not. So they decided they had to try to, to escape. So the bus driver and another 14-year-old boy named Michael, they uh, took turns trying to get the manhole cover off of the, the ceiling. Um, and they successfully did get the manhole cover off. And then they had to start taking turns digging out. 14-year-old Michael he was able to dig out all the way to the top and he helped all of the kids come out. And by the time that they dug out of the truck, it had been over 28 hours that they had been down there and missing. Oh shit. So the police came and took everything into account. They took photos. They took statements from the kids and the bus driver. Um, All of the children and bus driver, uh, they were they went to Santa Rita Rehab Center, which was the only place that was even remotely big enough to hold all of them mm-hmm. to like be evaluated and make sure that they're they're okay. Um, they were checked out by doctors. They were found to be in good health, and about four hours later, they were reunited with their family. How sweet! Yay! Happy. I, I'm trying. I was trying to think. I was like. Okay, we're sad, sad, happy, sad. I'm like, okay, now we're happy. So the police began to do some digging and they uncovered the truck that was down in the um, quarry, which is where they were. Mm. Uh, This quarry was owned by Frederick Nickerson Woods. Um, After they questioned Frederick, they found out that his son, Fred Newhall Woods, 24, was missing. Um, And so they put out an APB for him and his two friends, James and Richard Schoenfield brothers. Uh, But they are all um, on probation from previous criminal activity. Um, At the father's house, they did find a gun and a ransom letter in Frederick's Frederick's belongings. So in his son's belongings. But the three men were nowhere to be found. Two weeks later... Fred was found in Vancouver, BC, in, in Canada. 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 <laughs> Canada. James was found in Mino Park, and Richard had turned himself in eight days after they found that the, um, the, the kids had been kidnapped. The, the reason why they found the ransom letter and there had never been any ransom given to the police was because that when they were trying to call the ransom letter in after they had kidnapped the kids the lines at the police station were so busy due to all of the missing children that they weren't able to get through to any police officer to give them the ransom so the men fell asleep and when they woke up everyone had escaped from the bunker (laughs) look imagine imagine (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Like, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> the dumbest criminals in America. 
I just imagine they're like, guys, this is such a good plan. We're gonna get so much money. We're gonna get we so just- much money. <laughs> it's like we stole all these kids. They ain't gonna get out. Yeah. There's no way they could get out. They're buried under the ground. <laughs> they just, just, people, they're just like, like how many phones up. do you think they were trying? Do you think they were tying up the lines themselves by calling so many they times? They were all three just calling, and then you have all these parents like trying to get through. Like, right, where's my kid? Right, and, and you know, obviously, they were like, there was like tips being dr- dropped into the police lines, you know, about the missing kids, mm-hmm. all of that stuff, and so. <laughs> then know, they fell asleep, woke up, and the kids were free. And they were like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> plan B. <laughs> Let's get out of town. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that aspect <laughs> of like, because you know, you see shows or whatever. <laughs> they they just automatically, the criminals automatically <laughs> have sent out the ransom somehow right. or the authorities already have it but i'm just imagining like logistically <laughs> like they're just trying to give them a ransom Be like i'm trying to give you a ransom okay i have these kids i don't want the kids i don't I want, want these the damn money. kids <laughs> like damn i kidnapped these kids for nothing <laughs> so the ransom letter was asking for five million dollars oh my god Haley, I'm going to play a game with you right now. Okay. $5 million in 1976 is how much money in today's money? 35 mil. No. Lower. More? Lower. Lower. 20. $22.7 million. Man, that's not even a million a child. Yeah. Well, that was in 2020, so inflation might have brought it back up uh, in 2022. but. That was actually quite a bit back then that they were asking for for 26 kids and a bus driver. So as we have found the dumbest criminals, we've arrested them, right? All three of them pled guilty for kidnapping, but they would not plead guilty for bodily harm charges that go hand in hand with kidnapping. And if you are found guilty for bodily harm, it's mandatory life in prison. So they... Oh, God. (laughs) Right. They nope. were tried and they were found guilty for bodily harm, but it was overturned because none of the kids and the bus driver, they didn't have anything more than like scratches and bruises. They didn't, they weren't actually hurt during the whole process. You know, like it was just bumps and bruises. Yeah. So that's, that actually wasn't enough to actually be bodily harm. So, at that point, they were resentenced with life in prison with the possibility of parole. Interesting. So Richard, who turned himself in eight days after the kidnapping, was released 2012 on parole. And James, his brother, who was found in uh, Mino Park, California, was released in 2015. So they are free men. They could be listening to this podcast right now. Doubt it, but yeah, they could. Richard and James, <laughs> go take another nap. <laughs> go take another sleepy nap. ass old people. <laughs> They're probably like 70, 80. Oh, probably, yeah, yeah. They're they're definitely in their chairs, just yeah. <laughs> fucking old man yeah. napping, just. <laughs> 
fucking neck, <laughs> neck to chest. Just <laughs> chin. Usually it's chin. Oh, to chin chest. to chest. Sorry, but I'm sure they're living the good old man life. I guess. But Fred Woods has been denied 19 times to be let out on parole. Do you want to know why, Haley? Bad behavior. No, because he minimizes what he did. He's like he doesn't think it's all that bad. No remorse. No remorse. He doesn't. He doesn't think that it's all that bad. So every time he comes in front of the parole board and they ask why you should leave, like he's like, it wasn't that bad. I didn't kill anyone. I didn't hurt anyone. I just kidnapped a bunch of kids, hijacked their school bus. Five to 15-year-olds, five to 14-year-olds who still had to get on school buses after that. Like, could you imagine? The trauma. The trauma. Speaking of trauma, (laughs) this is the sad part. (laughs) Afterward. That was all the funny part. (laughs) So, speaking of trauma, the kids were studied afterwards. And a lot of them experienced a lot of things like panic attacks and nightmares um a lot of kids developed a lot of phobias after this whole scenario obviously Mm -hmm. their phobias and i quote um ranged from cars the dark wind kitchen mice dogs and hippies (laughs) hippies hippies Well, you're in the 70s, baby. Yeah, that must have been what the the 24-year-olds looked like, was maybe hippies, you know, in the 70s. And even, even like, 25 years later, like, to this day, if they're still, you know, around, they have... Some of of the kids that were in that bus also suffer with substance abuse, depression, and some of them have been imprisoned by, quote, doing something controlling to someone else. And I don't exactly know what that entails. Mm -hmm. That's not the true crime we're talking about. But in your formative years, having been hijacked on a school bus and like put into a bunker and driven around and like, you know, the heat and all that stuff, like obviously it's going to fuck with your head. But it's again, no, no excuse to do something bad to other people. Right. So the... I guess silver lining to the kids trauma, which is unfortunate, but it did help a lot of people in the future because the, they, they were able to kind of guide treatment for PTSD and trauma in young victims by, by helping these kids. So like, there's not going to be another time generally that you would find someone a group of kids that are as diverse in age and and stuff that experience the same kind of trauma like that that they can kind of study you know and it you know back then in the 70s they didn't have that kind of treatment for for victims or for anything like that so it really helped with trauma treatment now which is unfortunate that it had to happen, but it could help help someone nowadays. So that's at least a silver lining in there. There is a granite monument at the Chowchilla Police Department where the kids were reunited with their parents. 
um, which is really sweet. Cute. And then there's one last person that we don't know where he went, right? The bus driver? The bus driver. The bus driver. Was in on it the whole time. Was actually in on it the whole time. No. Oh, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Ed Ray, the bus driver, was 55 when this happened. Oh. Um, He received an award for community service, for outstanding community service, by after the, the fact. And unfortunately, he did pass away in 2012. Uh, but he was visited by every single student that he helped save. And in 2015, there was a park that was named after him, the Ed Ray Park Aww. in Chowchilla. And when this is posted, it'll be a little further away. But February 26th was Ed Ray's birthday. And in Chowchilla, that is Ed Ray Day. Oh, the, he has his own day? He has his own day where people celebrate Ed Ray. <laughs> That's so cute. Cute and wholesome. That is so wholesome. And what a was, name. Ed Ray. Ed Ray. Edward Ray, but the, he went by Ed Ray. Aww. Such a sweet, wholesome man. I know, and he saved all those kids. He did. Him and that other kid. Yeah, Michael. (laughs) Michael, the 14-year-old. So, that's the Chowchilla kidnapping. Chowchilla. Chowchilla kidnapping. You said said Mama P helped you or came up with this? My mother, her birthday is in March, and this is our March true crime. And so I asked her, Mom, is there anything that you would like to hear on the podcast? She doesn't listen to the podcast because we swear too much. But I said, is there a true crime that you just like have heard of that you're like interested in? Or is there an interesting true crime that you like? I have a whole list that I could have picked from, but I asked her because it's her birthday month. Right. And so she said, well, have you heard of the Chowchilla kidnapping? And I said, no. I don't think I have. And so I looked it up and I had heard of it like very, very far in the distant past. I did, in fact, do this because my mother requested it on her birthday month. And she celebrates her birthday all month long. So don't tell her otherwise. There's no other birthdays in March. No, just her. her. (laughs) So that's our story. How do you feel about the true crime? It was a shorty. But it, it was, was a shorty, but it was a good one. Like, happy one. It was a good one. So, what are we doing for a horror movie week? Do you know? It might just have to be a surprise. but might just, uh... <clears throat> Look at the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Look at the Irish from the... Okay, Disney. The, the Disney look of the Irish. Like... <clears throat> is March just gonna be like a whole like batshit show like uh, not really <laughs> like the true crime wasn't really like that bad of a crime like luck of the Irish isn't gonna be blah, 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 blah. like <laughs> it's not gonna be that I mean it's horrifying can you imagine this poor prepubescent teen <laughs> wakes is, up one day wakes up one day he's you know he's living the life <laughs> he's on the fucking basketball team <laughs> he's like gonna be like 6'5 he's tall 
skinny. He's going to be a player, you know? <laughs> He's got his little spiky hair. Like, he tall boy. And then he just wakes up one day and just starts slowly, <laughs> slowly just shrinking into a greedy leprechaun. Into a little leprechaun. <laughs> little greedy leprechaun man. That is horrifying. I mean. That's scary. It's the way you put it. Yeah. I feel like I can make anything sound scary. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm debating if I want to do leprechaun. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to be like a theme podcast or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like there was no leprechauns in mine or rainbows or nothing. We're still brainstorming on a uh, on a horror movie for us this month. Yes. All right. Well, do you have anything left for the spooky babe? Stay healthy. Stay healthy, get, spooky babes. Don't get sick. Try not to get sick. Try, yeah, I guess try not to get sick. <laughs> we all gonna get sick at some point. Drink your water. Yeah. Take your vitamins. Mm, yeah. Grow big and strong. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, Catherine asked me if I have anything else to say, and I'm literally gonna say everything that she just said. <laughs> Catherine, do you have anything to say to the spooky babes? So, spooky babes, <laughs> don't forget, be kind to someone today or this week, and don't forget, you're awesome, and even if it's just being nice to yourself, sometimes you just gotta be nice to yourself, that's true, and drink your water, eat your veggies, and we will see you in your nightmares. Did you miss that? Did you miss that? <laughs> yeah. Did you miss that, guys? <laughs> Did you miss it? Ah! Ah! <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Hi, my name is Julie, and I am one of the co-hosts of Gone But Never Forgotten with my husband, Lance. We focus on stories of people who have gone missing and have never been found and those that have been murdered and their cases remain unsolved. We give a voice to those at the center of the story who have yet to be found or yet to have closure. Take in the stories that we bring to you and help to ensure that the subjects of these stories, while gone, are never forgotten. Search for Gone But Never Forgotten on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you take in your podcasts.